Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we answer top but we whoa. Whoa. We answer questions on the topics of sex and dating that we find either online or from our incredible listeners or from our wonderful audience members at our live shows. And we answer them right here, right now or on stage, or on Patreon, in a lot of different places, really. And I would like to say thank you to everyone who came out to our last live show. And it was a blast. Yes, thank you very much. We love you. If you're a new listener from the live show, as one or two of you threatened to be, more welcome. Thank you. Even more hellos. Even more hellos. This is the second hello right for you. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for listening. We love you. In their honor, should we just get right into it? Just get into the dirty business? I think we should. Let's do it. You ready? Yep. This is a deleted user, and they said, my 25-year-old female boyfriend, 25-year-old male, says most men cheat or want to. My boyfriend will tell me he can't predict the future and that maybe someday he might make a mistake or exercise his options and cheat on me in the future. In his eyes, it isn't cheating because he doesn't love them but only loves me. He says (laughs) that every man, no matter the commitment, desires other women. That's why they watch porn or eventually cheat on their significant other. He named multiple people we personally know because cheating is common amongst men because they're biologically wired that way. I fought against him and said not every man is the same, but to tell the truth, I'm losing hope. He says he tells me because he knows I'm strong enough to know the truth and that it may not even happen. But he wants to know if I will always be there and if I love him, I will stay with him no matter what. There's so much wrong in everything that this guy is saying. First and foremost, men are not wired to cheat. Nope. There is certainly a societal expectation and pressure for and allowance for men to be, you know, uh, unfaithful. If you look at like historically, because of the structure of marriage and stuff like that, uh, men could be uh, indulged in infidelity and really not suffer any consequence because it would usually pan out worse for a woman to leave a man in a marriage than it would be for a man to be divorced Mm. if that makes sense so like there is some sort of societal and uh, socialization truth to that a little bit but i believe even that that, was more way more in the past than now yeah and i believe that like the the cheating statistics are fairly like down the middle i have no idea but i definitely out of the people i know have not seen a trend where men do it more and also very few people I know cheat on their partners because I don't hang out with assholes. So it, according to a general social survey, 20% of men and 13% of women report having sex with someone other than their partner. Okay. Well, all men, you heard to hear, all men are wired. That's 100% right there. 100%. So, fuck, what was the, There was another thing in there that... Oh, so the, the whole, like, oh, men are always going to desire another person. That isn't necessarily incorrect like it's impossible to shut off the part of your brain Mm -hmm. that finds people attractive yeah right that's also on both sides of the scale here yeah exactly like when you're in a relationship it doesn't mean that like if you 
recognize that someone is attractive or find someone attractive Mm -hmm. or even fantasize about them while you masturbate. That's not cheating. No. If, if you start developing and like start projecting that onto your partner, like if you start imagining having sex with them while you're having sex with your partner, I think you enter into the, the troubling and sort of murky waters of emotional infidelity. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even just like starting to, like flirt with another person. If you think that they're attractive, I think that's like a, a much different thing, but just finding someone attractive or watching porn and being like, damn, she is fucking hot. And I am going to now imagine I was having sex with her. That's yeah, not cheating. No. And also again, it's not just a man thing. That's also women. This person sucks shit. Yes. And they're just, they're really just essentially saying I'm going to cheat on you. But when they do it, they're going to be like, we had a conversation. I explained, yeah, but I told you, you were strong enough to handle the truth. That line, oof, gotta love that. He's trying to be like, no, baby, you're special. You're strong. That's why I'm being honest with you, unlike those other women out there. Like, it's it's abuse 101. He's trying to, like, compliment you into being like, no, this guy's cool, or this is okay, or no, this guy fucking sucks. This is not what men do or are hardwired to do. There is no excuse. And, like, someone saying this shit to you is either so fucked up societally that they believe it or they're actively planning to do this and they're just trying to like fuck you up enough that you'll put up with it also the the line of uh oh it's not cheating because i don't love them oh yeah no that's specifically not what cheating is yeah it doesn't matter how you feel emotionally about a person if you are in a monogamous relationship and Mm -hmm. you have you know establish yourself as exclusive and then have sex with someone other than the person you are in a monogamous relationship with, you've cheated. It doesn't matter whether you love that person. It doesn't matter whether you don't love your partner anymore. Mm -hmm. It like none of those things matter. What matters is you're with a person monogamously, and then you have had sex with someone outside of that. You've broken the relationship rules you guys have agreed on and that you thus cheated and you suck. So, Unless you're very cool with your partner hooking up with other people, I would dump this fucker. I guess I think you should leave this person. I usually we suggest like have a conversation, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But this sounds like this person has made up their mind. Yeah. And I feel like a conversation with this person will just be them being like, yeah, but I can't tell the future. Yeah, literally. Yeah, but I can't. Literally, he's going to be like, no, I didn't say I would. I'm just saying, how can I know the future? Like, no one knows the future. It's impossible. Bro, like, that, oh my god, you're taking this so seriously. You're so dramatic. Uh, I'm just saying it's impossible. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, I, I don't think it's worth trying to salvage a relationship with someone who is actively telling to you manipulate that- you and lie to you yeah. and has, like, at best, they have really fucked up views and actually believe this shit. At worst, they're, like, calculating a way to try to cheat on you and not have you be annoyed at them. And both of those options suck. Yep. So, so dumb. get out of there. This is no pirate. Nine three zero eight. If there's no pirate, I don't want to fucking no even pirate. know. No pirate. Um, this is another one that has a bunch of typos. As how knit catch feelings for a casual hookup. Presumably, how to not catch feelings for a casual I, hookup. If they meant that, they would type that day. So they are eighteen year old male. Okay, so I eighteen year old male just had sex with this guy for the first time yesterday. It was my first time. And my God, it was amazing. We did it three times with the span of three hours. But in between, we would cuddle 
but he would hold my hand and do the thumb thing as well as kiss my hand. Before we started having sex, he asked me what my middle name was, and we just got to know each other a little. This made me extremely comfortable around him. He would massage my neck, play with my hair, rest his hand, head on my shoulder while we were while we lay together. And not going to lie, I'm low-key a hopeless romantic and have already been having thoughts about him in a romantic sense. We plan on getting together again on Wednesday and hopefully more than after that. If I do catch feelings for him, I'm scared they won't be reciprocated. So I'd rather not have these feelings develop. On the side note, how do I go about not catching real feelings for him? I don't think that's a thing you can just decide not to do. Also, you're like, this would be one thing if you guys entered into this sexual relationship being like, mm-hmm. hey, this is casual. Yeah. If I don't want anything with him being like, oh, we hooked up, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards he said, hey, I don't want anything but sex. Are you cool with it? And I said, yes, that would be a different question. And this one, it's like they never said that. So the door is still there. Like the door could be opened. So if you just fucking decide to go through with this and try to like, oh, I don't have feelings. I don't know. Like one, you're going to act fucking weird. Two, you're going to be miserable. And three, that person might develop feelings and then be like, actually, this person's fucking weird. I'm not going to go through with it. And then it's just lose, lose all around. You've decided that you don't want to catch feelings. And the only reason you don't want to catch feelings is that you're scared that he might not feel the same way. Yes. In the future. And that's, that is just how relationships work. That, that's just how romance works. That's how yeah. feelings work. Like imagine if everybody ever was like, Hey, I'm never going to develop feelings for someone because they might not feel the same way about you or me. Yeah. Hey, I just went to a new, I went to a new fucking climbing gym the other day and I met this cool person and fuck, I don't want to be their friend because what if they don't want to be my friend? So now I just blank them. Right. Like, do do we just sit in a void of repressing every emotion and like sort of the, what makes life good. And that is like human connection and finding people that matter to you, regardless of whether it's, you know, this person is your soulmate or this is just someone you have really great sex with and mm-hmm. feel very comfortable with for a couple months, a couple years. Like, mm-hmm. who knows how long this lasts and who knows what it could be. But mm-hmm. you are taking a fucking axe to the knee and just chopping it off before it even gets going. And it makes no sense other than yeah. like, I get it. You're scared. You're young. I understand. You've probably also been hurt before, presumably. Like, that's that's what but, I get the feeling yeah. of being like, but like and it's like, but- yes. We all have that's life. And if you decide to take this approach, you're fucking yourself up in so many ways. And what do you do next time? And like what literally what relationship are you opening yourself up to? One where the second you meet someone, the second you start to feel feelings for them, they magically go, I have feelings for you. And you go, oh, great. This worked out miraculously because before I had the chance to tamp them down and pretend I didn't have them and sabotage this, you somehow said the exact same time. And also- if they're saying it that early, they probably suck <laughs> or something's yeah. gone wrong. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I think you have found someone who could be great for you. And again, I'm not saying that just because you have these like lovey dovey kind of like butterfly mm-hmm. feelings that it could be, you know, a lifelong love that you two spend together forever, mm-hmm. but it could be really great for a couple months or a couple weeks or a couple more nights or one more night. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter the duration of it. It just doesn't make any sense to me to find something that was really special for you Mm -hmm. and then be like, I'm never, I'm not allowing this because I'm scared. Yes. Because it's, and it's bad. You gotta, you gotta open yourself up to the possibility of being hurt because that is literally how life works and how relationships work. Like that's, it's, 
I think we talked about it the other day. I don't remember what the question was, but like feelings and falling in love with people and, and developing feelings for people is allowing yourself to be hurt by them and trusting that they won't. And that's kind of it, right? Like if you want to open yourself up, you have to also take the, the risk of being like, Hey, this could go pad like poorly. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, it could go poorly almost immediately with him being like, hey, actually, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. I'm just looking for sex. Mm-hmm. And that's all I want. And yeah, that's going to be a kick in the fine. teeth. Even but then, it's... like, it shouldn't be too much of a kick in the teeth because you just met this person. Yeah. And one of the things I will say is on top of us saying, yeah, go with it and like embrace these feelings and you should be open, blah, 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 blah. I will give a little caveat. And that's this is your first sexual experience. It's very possible you're putting a lot of weight on this because it was a thing that happened to you. And like you're really diving into the granularity of certain actions at the time, like the thumb thing. Not sure what that means. Um, And like him asking about your middle name, like these are all big weighty things. And it's like maybe take a breath, maybe take a step back. But like that's just because you shouldn't plunge in the fucking deep end after sleeping with someone once. But that's a different question. And what's being discussed right here is should you cut off all feeling just because you're worried? They don't know. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. And you're just going to ruin your life if you do that, because why is this going to be different to the next time? And the time after that, you're eventually going to have to learn to fucking open yourself up and take a risk or live a miserable life. So you may as well open yourself up now. Will you get hurt? Maybe, but it happens to us all. And it's, yeah. you know, it sucks, but it is, a part of living and is a part of learning and is a part of opening yourself up. And the trick is to not then shut, close yourself off after that. You brought up a very good point. You need to sit down and think about like, if you don't want to catch feelings for this person now, what's the scenario in which you will allow yourself to develop feelings? Yeah. Right. Because like if it's, if it's not after having a really nice sexual experience with someone and connecting with someone on a level like a deeper level than just sex, like, you know, with your conversation and your cuddling mm-hmm. and all that stuff. If that's not the the time to do it, are you then, is it as Nell said before, like, are you going to wait until someone literally is like, hi, I have feelings for you. Yeah. Is that, is that when you're allowed to do it? Or like, like when, when is the right time in your, mm-hmm. in your mind? I would and, say arguably this is as good of a time as you can get. Yeah, and it sounds like it went well. Sounds like you like them, and you—it's not even like oh, we're not going to see each other. We may not. It also sounds like they've already agreed to see you again. Yeah, you have—they have plans to see each other on Wednesday, and hopefully more after that. So like, yeah, so like things are about as perfect as anything could go. Mm -hmm. So when else? Yeah, and it's there's no harm. Like as now also said, like take your time with these feelings. Yeah. It's very easy. Uh, You know, you get fucked really well. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, you start seeing stars and hard eyes, you know, Mm -hmm. like I get it. That's, that's okay. But like, cause you're young and it's your first time. Yeah. So take a moment, see this person a couple more times, get to know them, maybe do things other than just sex, go out for a dinner or drinks or, Mm -hmm. you know, do a thing. Um, If that, again, if that's what he wants as well, if he is just looking for sex, believe him. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you can change. Don't let this like, oh, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I'm going to yeah. be tortured by continuing yeah. sleeping with a guy who doesn't want a relationship, but I want a relationship. So instead I'm going to secretly repress all those emotions and, and pine for him in secret. And it, like, that's also unfair to him as well as you. So I maybe have a conversation and be like, Hey, you know, what's, what's the plan here? 
It, is it like, are we just doing casual stuff? Like ask him out on a real date. And if he is like, oh, sorry, I'm like, I'm just kind of looking to hook up. Cool. You know that. And you have to ag- agree. You have to be like, okay, I'm fine with that. And if you're not fine with that, don't keep seeing him. Yeah. And that's it. It's that easy. And the thing is, if he does not want a relationship, that's okay. That's no shame to you. No shade. It's no, you know, don't take it personally. Yeah. Sometimes people aren't in that stage of their life. Sometimes yeah. you're just not a click for them for whatever reason. Uh, it, it's fine. That's a totally valid response. You then need to decide if you can continue to see this person without it destroying your life and breaking your heart and making you feel miserable. And again, be honest with yourself. Or as Dane said, don't see them anymore because you're just going to be suffering. So just take it easy. Take it slow. Uh, listen to what he says. Listen to how you feel and be honest with yourself. Like don't don't try to to force things one way or the other, either by repressing feelings that you are having or trying to you know go through with a relationship that isn't what you want just yeah. because you do have these feelings. Yeah, and allow for the fact that you're being overtaken by a lot right now. You know, you're young, first sexual experience, cool night. There's no harm in really analyzing if this is honestly something that you want or if you're just like going a little overboard. Mm-hmm. All right, you want the next one? I do. First date. Is it offensive to men when a woman brings a plus one? Is it scary to women when a man brings a plus one? Simply asking as I, 24-year-old female, personally would find it rude in some form if I plan to go on a date with someone and a third party happened to show up. Whether it's because you could be potentially assaulted or because you can't trust your own judgment. Either way, I don't think you should be dating if it's that much for you. I think it's different if it's agreed that it's okay before said date. But how would you feel if you were solo and your date brought someone else with them? I mean, I think it is universally understood that if you make a date, yeah, it is just you and the other person. I don't. I don't think. I think everyone would agree that, like, yes, showing up to a date with another person unannounced or un previously mm-hmm. discussed. I think that would be fucking weird. And I think yeah. everyone kind of on a like a universal agreement of being like, yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, and I think you get away with it slightly more if, you, as a woman, if you're like, oh, I didn't feel safe or whatever. Where I feel like if you're a guy, you just bring like Dave. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, who says it has to be a lady or it has to be another guy? Maybe it's a, maybe you bring a second date. It's also maybe weird. Just, yeah. yeah. Yes. I think, yeah. So yeah. I think like this is an easy one. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't think anyone should do this without broaching the subject. And it's like, if for some reason you feel so unsafe that you feel like you need to bring someone, maybe don't date. Yeah. Or don't go on a date with that person or don't go to I, that yeah. place. Exactly. Right? It like, depends on why you feel this way. But if it is the place or the person, maybe you shouldn't be dating them mm-hmm. or going there. I once went on a date with a uh, I matched with her and she was very attractive and I was very excited. And I went to uh, what was the name of that place that had like that was known for its mojitos, which Mojito should have been my first Casa Dojo Mojo, <laughs> which should have been my first warning that she was very excited for mojitos because they are the worst drink. They are the worst literally. drink. Thank you. They're so bad. If you I like love mojitos. Getting, like- a little strip of mint right up a straw into the back of my throat. Yum. It's disgusting. They, they're they garbage to make. They're garbage to drink. I don't know why anyone likes them, and you shouldn't like them either. Uh, no one writes the Colonel, I think was the name. Okay. Do you remember yeah. that part? Yeah. I do know it. I didn't know it was a mojito. It was like they were known for the mojitos. Really? Yeah. Well, I would never get a mojito, so that's fine. Exactly. Anyway, we, we had plans to hang out there and have a date there, and when I got there, it took me so long to like find her she was like yeah i'm already here i was like okay cool 
Because mm, you're looking there for was a like, single person. There was no women that were sitting by themselves, and she had a, the back yeah. to me. But I just see two women sitting at a, like a bench together. Wait, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And then eventually I was just like, hey, I'm here. I do not see you. And she turned around and she was like, hey. And I was like, oh, you've brought a friend. And the whole date, I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be winning the friend over. Yeah. Enough for her to be like, okay, I trust you. I'm going to go now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to just ignore the friend. Like, I yeah. didn't know what what the protocol or the play was of being like, I don't know. And then at one point in time, they were like talking about people that I didn't know. So then I yeah. was just kind of like chilling. And I was like, I don't. Hey, I can't talk about how silly Adrian is because I don't know who the fuck Adrian is. Oh, Adrian's so I'm just fucking silly as hell, dude. Silly as hell. So his antics, so man. One, so at one point in time, I literally just went up and I paid for the drinks and I left. So I was just like, I was <laughs> yeah, like, what the it's fuck weird. else am I supposed to do? It's weird. You know what I mean? Even if like, I don't know, if me and you were going to go like hang out and I just brought someone without saying it, I think that would be weird. It would be weird. You know? Yeah, like it's sure. just don't don't be fucking weird, and it's it's an easy one to answer. Just don't fucking be weird. It's a societal obligation or like contract of being like, hey, if we we have plans to hang out, unless mm-hmm. we talk about it, or unless you're like, oh, hey, I'm gonna be at this bar with my friends, you should come join. Mm-hmm. Great, but if you're like, hey, do you want to grab a drink tonight? I'd be like, yeah, for sure. And I go and like, there's just like another guy there or another person there. I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I don't think like I. It would be way more acceptable. If if it was like us just hanging out, but on a date, uh, no, not at all. Even then, I would be like, either oh shit, I just bumped into someone, like, and and even then, it would be a different thing if it was like just me and you going out for like, I don't know, yeah, it's just it's fucking weird. Don't do it. It's all weird. right, hit me. This is dumb questions seventy eight. There are no dumb questions. Mm. Yeah, is masturbation actually unhealthy if you have no sex life slash no interest in one? So after doing a bunch of digging around, I found that a lot of guys here consider masturbation unhealthy because it causes death grip and porn rewires your brain to not enjoy sex. But for someone like me who has no sex life and frankly never will have one due to a multitude of reasons, is it really a big deal if I cause death grip or overuse on porn? Is there any actual health problems that will arise from it? Not just ED or lack of sensitivity? I'm a bit worried that there's bigger consequences, but if it's just a loss of sensitivity or something that I'm not really concerned. It makes me sad that they're saying they won't have, like, I don't know if that's just being like hyperbolic or if they actively for some reason have conditions or situations that won't allow them to have like a relationship or whatever. But no, as far as I'm aware, it's just ED and loss of sensitivity. And even then that's on the like porn addiction scale, not on the just masturbating a bunch scale. And I would like, I mean, you do run the risk of irritating your skin or like, you know, like tearing of stuff. Like if you still have uh, foreskin, like if you're if you're going at it really hard and heavy multiple times a day, you you run the risk of like, you know, the increased risk of tearing foreskin or, you know, that's that's all going to be like really like low, like nothing dramatic, which it seems like they're looking for. And also like you'll feel it. It's not like it'll be a surprise. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you also do run the... Like, I know you're like, oh, is it just loss of sensitivity and stuff like that? You do also run the risk of becoming dependent on it as well, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you you run the risk of developing a porn addiction if that is your sole means of it. And there there are not just, you know, other than the physical stuff that we've just discussed, there's also, like, the mental aspect of things. Like, your, you know, people with porn addictions tend to have a very skewed opinion of women. 
or yeah. you know whoever you may find attractive whatever you know sexuality you are your 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 mental image or perception of the people that you are attracted to uh tends to become uh, a lot colder and a lot less uh personal and you start mm-hmm. to see and people like less realistic people are objects and they're objects in this very like fantastical way that porn portrays people so reality doesn't like match up with that at all and you get to project your reality on it right yeah. so it's like it doesn't really matter what scene it is or what's happening on screen if you're imagining a thing while you're watching porn you end up sort of like the 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 reality of of sex and pleasure becomes very distorted and gets kind of warped in your own mind and i know mm-hmm. you're just like oh it'll never happen but you do run the risk of having your you know psychological outlook of people that you find sexually attractive uh becoming almost dehumanized and that i think is just as detrimental as you know a physical thing mm-hmm. um so i did look into some things uh there is uh, I don't remember the name. Of, I didn't write it down, but there's. Um, I meant to bring this last week, and it was more fresh in my brain. But there is a uh, an issue where frequent masturbation can actually cause small tears in the urethra um, from just like constantly expanding yeah. and, and pulling and stuff, uh, which can lead to things like yeast infections, UTIs, all sorts of stuff getting wow. clogged up in there. Like and that. that's really something. The only way to heal it is just to like stop everything which is going to be hard if you develop this addiction exactly so there is there are you know risks as with anything uh, i also imagine like if you develop a porn addiction there's probably a financial risk involved because i imagine the type of person addicted to porn there's probably never like you always probably need more and i imagine that then moves towards like only fans or like getting like custom content and getting things that like really like require you so like there's more niche. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that financial danger too, I'm sure. So yeah, I'm sure if you want to just jerk it and not develop porn addiction, maybe you could do it if it's not all you're doing. But if you're at the stage where you're worrying that you're doing it too much, that you'll develop physical like injuries, maybe you're closer than you think. Yeah. So like the, the big answer is masturbation unhealthy. No, but if you do it to the point of addiction or, uh, you know, it's like everything in moderation, right? Like you, the more you do something, the more you risk an injury and the more, you know, you're, you're risking injury, the more likely it is to happen. So you've got to take it easy. Everything in moderation, be safe, listen to your body. If you're starting to get sore, if you're starting to feel discomfort, stop, give it a break, you know, get a genital safe vitamin E cream, keep yourself, keep yourself locked and loaded and, and take care of yourself. All right, kind of closely related in a way. Uh, this is Torre BFD Broken, 18-year-old female, 18-year-old male. My boyfriend won't get the surgery he needs for his dick. Been going out for a year and a half now. One thing with my boyfriend is that his dick, or specifically the band on the back of the head, the frenulum, frequently tears. When we first started having sex, it would tear in any position. But now he goes extra gentle, which gets annoying. And it's fine, but when I ride him, there's a good chance it tears. So I have to feel bad every time I want to do that. Every time it happens, you have to wait a week or two for it to heal before you can use it again. There's seriously a 30% chance every time I ride them, it'll tear. And a 5 to 10% that if he's doing it, it'll tear. I googled, and there's surgery you can get to lengthen the band so it stops tearing. But apparently, there's a slight chance it'll reduce sensitivity in the dick because the frenulum is pretty sensitive. He said he's not losing feeling his dick, so he won't get it. I asked what he plans to do then, and he said nothing. Like, literally, he plans to do nothing. <sighs> I... 
my penis hurts. Yeah, my penis hurts question. so much. And I don't <laughs> I don't like the face you made. Well, the, you made an uh, incredible face when I, yeah, like, clicked I know back the whole from the question. This is the time when we need to have the video actually like recorded so that people can get that good content. Um, I, I don't look, I, I understand both sides of it of being like, I don't know how excited I would be to have surgery on my penis. I don't want surgery anywhere. Let's be fair. Let alone yeah. my penis. However, do I want my penis shredded all the time? No. The idea of my frenellum snapping ever, like, like Let alone ever, regularly. is is so fucking bad that I think that would be enough for me to want to have the surgery. Yeah. And I can't like what what they're saying when they say reduced sensitivity. I don't think they're saying you'll never feel pleasure again. Like, yes, there might be a little bit of maybe scar tissue that reduces some of the nerve endings in that specific area, but like the head, the shaft, all those places still have feeling and sensitivity. Mm-hmm. It's not like the frenellum is like the clitoris. Exactly. And it's the only way that men can feel pleasure. Like that's not really how it works. And so also, I think you'd be okay. I'm imagining shredding it on a regular basis is also going to reduce fucking sensitivity. And you know what else will reduce sensitivity? Going very gentle and being terrified. And also, you know what else reduces sensitivity? Not being able to have sex for a week. Yeah. I right? like, like I I feel like if this happened to me once, sure, sucks. Twice sucks three plus times i'd be like okay combined this is probably the same amount of trauma as this fucking operation would give me and now every single time i do this it's like well now it's even worse now it's way worse than the operation yeah and i I fucking hate operation i who knows dude they just get one side each and just pull it really hard i mean i meant more like what they use to lengthen yeah pulling it really hard just a a rubber band that they just like just glue in there. I, yeah, I look, man, I understand where you're coming from. I understand that you don't want to have any sort of surgery on your dick. I get it, but there's, you've got to take care of yourself. You know, it'd be the same thing as like, you know, fucking every time you opened a door, you had a 30% chance to break your arm. Like, <laughs> sure. Maybe you have a reduced mobility for this surgery, but you know, or, you know, it's, more enjoyable is a slight slightly less sensation than the sensation you're feeling the most which is pain yeah also being able to open doors is pretty rad much like fucking yeah much like having sex yeah and like being able to have sex the way you want it to i can't imagine your partner feels great well she already says it's annoying that you have to go so gentle but like I can't imagine how I would feel if every time we were doing, there was like a five to 10% chance I would injure my, my fucking partner's genitals. That would ruin everything for me. Yeah. I, that's, that's a very good point of like, also you're putting them in a position of being like, cool. I don't really want to have sex with you. If it's going to hurt you, really hurt you and not be great for me. It's a lose, lose. Also like for you, I can't imagine being like, Hey, go gentle. Go gentle. Fuck. Oh God. Jesus. Five to 10% chance. Okay. Like if I roll a D 10, it it hits one a lot. Is, do you also run the risk of like masturbation as well? Like I assume so. Who fucking I now get the surgery. The only thing I will say before we say, get the surgery is maybe don't trust a random Google search first. 
maybe go see a doctor. But then if they recommend the surgery, it's probably a much better call than constant injuries, which will themselves lessen sensation. That's a good point. You haven't talked to your doctor. Go to your doctor. Talk to them about the issue. There might be a solution that doesn't. Maybe there's a good vitamin E cream that will loosen up your, your banjo string. There might even be like small little exercises that you can do. You know what I mean? Like to. Yeah, you grab each lengthen. side and you pull really hard. Stop it. <laughs> All right. Hit me. Uh, this is Papa Smurf. Yeah, it is. Uh, advice for role-playing with my wife. My wife said she wants to start trying role-playing. She's looking into getting made lingerie and wants to have a fun session. I've never done some role-playing before and need some advice. First things first, you got to like pick a system that works well for what you guys are looking for. You know what I mean? Like she's going to be some kind of like criminal maid who's like heisting. Blades in the Dark is really good because you have a mm-hmm. flashback system. You don't get to choose. You don't have to choose your equipment until you're like on the heist. If she's like a space maid, I'd go to Starfinder. Uh, obviously, we love that. We have a Starfinder podcast called No Quest for the Wicked. That's pretty much it. Yep. Pick a character. You know you're doing good character work when you start to make decisions that don't help yourself or the party, but are true to character. Nile has done a very funny joke. Yeah, it's a very funny joke. Dane's dying. You can't tell, but he's, he's busting up. My gut. Oh, my gut. It's busted. It's like that man's frenellum. Oh, no. (laughs) My busted is torn open. A very important thing is you need to understand what kind of role play she is looking for and you are looking for. You need to talk because if you want to be like, you know, the creepy husband who like gets home when the (laughs) wife is out and like you and the maid, like you're kind of like being a shithead. Like you're, oh, I'm, I'm your boss, like blah, blah, blah. Or is she like hitting on you or is it like as she walks in on you masturbating or like, like, what is it? What is your, your aim? Because those are three very different flavors, right? One's kind of like voyeuristic and surprising. One is kind of creepy, but like not necessarily in a bad way. If partners are inclined. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be, it could be, you know, you, a more of a dom situation. yes, Yes. But what I mean is like some people I think would find the like, the cheating aspect or the like leveraging position aspect to almost be like con non con e. Yeah. Um, and that could not be someone's flavor. So it's like, if you just bust into that and they're not expecting it, you could very well ruin the role play session. Right. An so incredible point. Yes. You do yeah. need to, uh, I know a lot of people when they think of role play that it's off the top of the head, improvise, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But like not everyone is super comfortable improving. No, right? and, that's, and that's what role playing is, especially if like if you're timid or you haven't done it before or this is sort of like a big fantasy, but you've never really done anything like it. Like it's 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 not an easy thing to do unless you are well versed in sort of like going with the flow and rolling with the punches and, yeah. and being able to to think on the fly. So and even think, then, if you're in the wrong scene, it's not gonna be great for you. Yeah. So I think sitting down and sort of like figuring out what you guys are doing beforehand. And as Nell said, he gave you three great options. You know, you're he she's either trying to tempt you and you're trying to be good, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe it's time that maybe she hasn't done a good enough job and it's time for some punishment. Yeah. Or, you know, you're out of the shower and she's walked in on you and oh no. Yeah. There's there's any number of ways. And like I think those different things, like if if you're not comfortable doing a whole lot of dialogue and like actual role playing, I think the walking into the shower thing is great because it could be, you know, you she's in her sexy lingerie, you come out naked, and she's like, Wow, your dick is great, and then she sucks it. Right. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's very pretty basic. simple. 
But yeah. those three scenarios all have wildly different flavors. And if yeah. your wife or you are not into one of those flavors and you kick into that, it's going to suck. Yeah. So just determine your, your scene, determine your genre, determine your flavor. That, I think, is step one. Yeah, 100%. That is a really, really good uh, starting point to do it. After that, I think you need to figure out sort of how you want it to end and how much of it you want to be like how much of the foreplay is the role play mm-hmm. and how much of, is it just the costume and the lingerie? Yes. Right. Because like I said, for some people who want to just fuck someone in a sexy maid costume, the shower situation is great. And every now and then you can make some stupid, like, Oh, you're going to clean my dick real good. You know, you gotta, you gotta make that joke. Stupid bullshit puns like that. And fine. Great. Okay. But then there are other things where like, Sometimes the foreplay is the slow burn of, you know, where you just sit down and you're like on your phone or having a beer or having a coffee or something. And Mm -hmm. she's just cleaning around you and you get to watch her and she's not doing anything. I mean, like maybe she's bending over a little bit more and like, right. Being sexy, but there isn't any sort of actual thing happening. Mm -hmm. And that's the foreplay. So you really need to figure out maybe the dialogue kicks in and the dialogue is building up towards that sexy scene as well. And that's also foreplay. And, you know, I also think having a safe word is definitely fine mm-hmm. so that you can, if for some reason the role play goes in a direction someone isn't comfortable with or whatever, you can say it. And, you know, there's no confusion if you start to be like, hold on, I don't like that. Yeah. hundred um, percent. And then after that, I, I think you just gotta, you trust your partner. I think you gotta have fun with it. Yeah. I think you do have to, I, I think you'll find more benefit if you take your time with it. And if you let mm-hmm. the role play and if you let like the costume sort of do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Yeah. Um, one thing I would say, and this is just me trying to steer society away from it is try not to do any like schoolgirl stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're in a, we're in a place in the world and in our lives now that I think that we can retire the sexy school girl, like fantasy. Cause I think it just is weird. And I don't it, yeah, like it. It is weird because it, it takes a lot of like mentally or like just completely ignoring the obvious fact that like it is incredibly creepy. It's like, I don't know. It just yeah, wear a I, short skirt and a shirt and a, have a different fantasy. Like it's that easy. Yeah. You could be like a secretary is, is the exact. Oh, you just don't have a go. plaid. You can even still wear a plaid skirt. Just don't wear like the, the schoolgirl one. You know, have like a yeah. tartan, you know, pencil skirt and your glasses. And it's like, I just think that like. I really wanted to, when I read this question, I was like, please, no one suggests fucking school girl. It's so gross. Stop sexualizing children. It's because like, you know what happens is like when people finally drive past the 14 year olds or the younger girls on the school uh, or like outside of a school, like the the comments, I used to have a friend who was, uh, went to a school where they had to wear uniforms. And one of the uniforms was like the kilt and mm. like the things that grown men would say to them. It was like, I recognize it as gross when I was also 14, but like looking back at it now, I'm like so grossed out by it. And I'm sure it still happens to young women. And I just, Mm -hmm. also, I hope we don't have to say this on the podcast. Maybe don't say things to young girls like that. Just a little bit of extra advice there. Not really, but I don't think we have to say that here. And if we do, you better fucking listen. (laughs) All right. You ready? Uh, we should probably get into some Tinders. I got a real quick one. Let's just fucking do it. Okay, let's do it. 
Uh, nameless. When someone says, I'm not ready for a relationship, do you believe that with you is always implied? Oh, sorry. And then there's an extra bit. Has there ever been a time you've missed out on the connection because you genuinely weren't ready for any reason? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yes. I don't believe this cynical bullshit where like like believing that with you is always implied means that like no one ever says that genuinely, which means yeah. everybody is always ready for a relationship, which is not correct. That's the thing. It's like, if you're not ready for a relationship, you're in that state until you find someone that, you know, brings you into a state where you're ready to be with them. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that just are in a state when you're with that person at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you're, it's not that I'm being like, no, you're not good enough. That's, that's not the underlying tone of it. It's, oh, I found someone that I would like to pursue. And like, or, even then, it's like I like my current partner. I was with them in a non-exclusive sense for a while. If they had asked me three months in, are you ready for a relationship? I would have said no. Yeah. Later on, I was same person. It's just it didn't come up and there was no, like, you know what I mean? So that's that's it in a nutshell is like they were the same person. I just wasn't ready. And neither yeah. were they at the point. So it, it all worked out. But like. There have been times where people are like, what are we? Or like, well, it's been two months. We need to. And, and like, if that hadn't gone south, the like at the time that it did, maybe it would have happened. This is the thing. It's like, yes, I, I can see myself if a, a number of women didn't try to force me into a relationship faster than I was ready. Mm-hmm. I would probably would have ended up dating them. Yeah. If they gave, you know, everything enough room to breathe. But yeah. instead, there was that ultimatum of like, what are we? And it's like, well, I would rather, you know, I learned a very valuable lesson with, uh, you know, one of my exes of being like, I got into a relationship when I wasn't ready because I was afraid of not getting to spend time with them anymore. Mm -hmm. It was it was very much one of those like, you know, I don't want to keep seeing you if we're not going to date because I don't want to waste my time. And I was like, well, I really like you. So I guess we'll date. And that fucking sucked so hard Mm -hmm. that I learned the lesson of being like, if I'm not so into it, if I'm not so ready for it, I'm not going to do it. And the amount of people who tried to like pull that move again, I was like, why do you want this? All this is going to do is end up with me guarded and like not fully committed. And it's going to be a bad relationship. So it's like your options are either have a good relationship with me now and keep it casual and keep it loose and keep it open. Mm -hmm. And with the potential that it might be okay further down the road where I do want to get a relationship or let's get into a relationship. That's not going to go anywhere because I'm not ready. Yeah. Cool. So, like, I think it's such a cynical and shitty view to be like, oh, with you, like, or they're lying. It's not true. Things People change. Maybe they'll find someone else and either that person is someone they can be in a relationship at that point or they have changed in the ensuing time. Maybe they'll be ready for a relationship with you later on. Maybe they just aren't ready. And maybe it is you, whatever. Like, there is no truth to, to the question. It's just, it's a crapshoot, but I would believe people more often than not. Right. I mean, believe them regardless. Oh, yeah. Because if the, if the answer is, I'm not ready for a relationship with you. Yeah, then... it doesn't matter if it's <laughs> genuine or not. The, the result is the same, right? Yeah. So, All right, let's do Tinder. So at the end of the episode, we like to hop onto online dating platforms such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Uh, we peruse profiles, see what works, see what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. All right. I have a name that has been crossed out. It's a Tinder profile about me. Pineapple goes on pizza like tongues going assholes. It's not for everybody, but those who enjoy it are a bit more sophisticated. In all serious though, would you like to be the tongue to my asshole? 
kidding, y'all. In reality, I'm looking for a six-foot, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, in fact, so blonde it almost looks like a shade of green. Know what I mean? Tobacco chewer, kidding again. Cornbread eater, God-fearing, barrel-chested freedom fighter. Just got my titties done. Update y'all soon. This is bad. Like, it's... I mean, the freedom fighter thing already throws a huge wrench into the works. Unless you literally mean that they are, you know, overthrowing regimes and not fighting against, you know, public health mandates. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is bad in the sense of, like, it's not funny at all. Like, it, it could no. have been funny. It was almost funny. Yes. Then constantly being like, hey, just kidding. Like, just kidding again. Like, t- uh, yeah, I, I don't. They went for something and they missed the mark. Yeah. It's like um, they almost get what funny is and they're almost showing their personality unless their personality is that, which I don't like. Yeah, I would hate to be in a relationship or like even just go on a date with someone who is constantly like making risque jokes and be like, just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. Like that would be exhausting and very unenjoyable for me. I once went on a date with someone who the whole date felt like they were workshopping their type five and it was... Mm the most excruciating experience that I've ever been in. And that's and why me and Dane never dated ever that's again. Why not, that's why we never worked out. I wasn't ready for a relationship that's with fair. you. Whoa. My type five was so tight though. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like a four or three. It's a three for me. I feel like three is too high, but I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, it's not horrendous. I didn't feel freedom fighter was that. I thought it was just like, I don't know, like superhero. I don't know. Maybe you're right. When you said that, I was like, Ugh, yeah, it makes makes more sense. Either and way, also, it's like not the, great. the blue blue eyes, blonde hair, also. I I feels don't know. a little dog whistly, but what I don't know. So, so blonde, it's green almost. Is that a reference to something? I think they just mean like that. You know, it's like just, sometimes when you bleach blonde hair, hmm. it like it looks almost I synthet- like I, I think know. that's yeah. what they mean. But like maybe it is worse than I. I'll keep it at my three just because I'm a little worried. But also, just got my titties done. Update you all. Was it me? And like know. that's that's not how dating profiles work. Like I can't come back yeah. and check. Yeah. Right. It's like I'm either saying yes or no. <laughs> so like it's not like I'm going to be following you for updates. Uh, anyway, this is Chris. I'm a beautiful disaster with trust issues. Comma. Oh God. Oh, that's it. I stopped talking. Damn. It looked like you were just really angry that I spoke in the middle of you speaking. Nope. It, it, that's awful. Those I would are love two to bad know what, things. And then I the would love to know what she, she was going to add there. Cause it is a comma. It's not a period. It's there's, <laughs> there was meant to be more, but we maybe don't they it. just aren't good at grammar as well as being generally, it seems shit. So that's going to well, be a, a, a one for me. I can definitely attest that they are not good at grammar because I'm has no apostrophe. Beautiful is capitalized. So it's not looking good for. Yeah. For and that Chris. does, that is a red flag for me. So I'm going to give it a one. Uh, yeah. It's a one for me too. If all you're going to tell me is that you're a disaster and you have trust issues. Yeah. Those are two of the worst things. So thank sorry, you. not addressed it. This is also nameless. I'm five, eight. You must be at least six foot. I don't want a delusional clown in my DMs expecting a hookup laughing emoji. Have a car, a job, and be around the age of 25 to 30. I want you to be an established man who will pay for everything. No such thing as 50-50. Smart, dedicated, and respectful, especially towards women. I will not come to you. I expect you to be happy to come to blank or anywhere else I go. I have high standards and you have to meet them. Marriage with me must be your goal. No room for uncertainty. Clear? I assume the blank is where they live. Yeah. Uh, obviously bad, obviously yep. terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do like that you want to be with someone who respects women, but uh, this that's like that's just, that's the nicest thing I could say about this profile. Well, you want someone who respects women, but a man under six foot is a delusional clown. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> Super. It's so gross. It's so bad, and like I love these things where I'm just like, what are you bringing? What are you offering? You're asking for so much, and are so like this is like standards are this. I'm like, yeah, but what do you have? Because if if all you're offering right now, which I assume is like your physical appearance, that's mm-hmm. bad, and like that's not all that respectful towards women to yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all right now, all you're saying is like, my worth is my physical appearance. And because of my physical appearance, I'm putting so much weight on it. And I'm putting myself being like, I don't need to be anything else because yeah. I am attractive. And 100%. that's super gross also, because you probably like view that about like your friends mm-hmm. and you, you know what I mean? Like you probably treat the women in your life in a similar fashion of being like, if they're not, as hot as you or equally as transactional, then they're not yeah. worth your time. They're delusional clowns as well. Yeah. Also 85% of men are under six foot. So not very respectful. Good luck. Um, yeah. It's going to be a one as well. Yeah. That's going to do it for our show friends. Thank you very much. We love you. We do. And we're glad to have you. We are. Uh, we still have news. Maybe. But it's all kind of up in the air right now. So once we have news about other live shows and other events, uh, we will be at the Toronto Fan Expo at the Canadian Podcast Award booth. We're still waiting for a con schedule. Once we get it, we will let you know. But we are going to be there hopefully every day. Yep. And uh, we will try to give you guys better warning about the live show next time because I know a lot of people were frustrated they couldn't make it. Um, But as we said before, just come on the night anyway. We we were able to squeeze people in, so yeah, we'll make we'll it do work. Our utmost. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvesters for their song "Paper Stars," and I'm gonna just you know rock you guys gently to sleep with some bad sex writing. After I say, maybe come join us on Patreon, help support us, and get an extra episode every month. Do it, and to all you that already support us, we fucking love you because you helped the show you. keep on going. Thank you. All right, you ready? You ready? Yep. I've had to deal with an abscess tooth right up front at the top, and that pain was the worst thing ever. The nurse in Emerge at the hospital helping me said the abscess tooth is more painful than childbirth. So women, don't go around acting all tough. Men have worse pain from the mouth hole than you do from the hoo-ha hole. Got him. I've been saying this for years. I've been saying, ladies, your hoo-ha hole doesn't know pain. Yeah, my mouth hole? My mouth, mouth hole? hole versus your hoo-ha hole? Chances, look, how many teeth do I got? I got mm-hmm. lots of teeth, right? Yeah. Chances are you're not having... Four. You're not having as many kids as I have teeth and yes. all of them could be abscessed. Thank you. I think like, I think I saw someone have 12 kid kids once. That's the most kids. I think, I don't know, maybe 14. That's like That's half my teeth, half my teeth at best. So once again, we've proven that maybe men should get a little bit more respect around here. Yes. Thank you, lady. Maybe. Hey, ladies, you're the delusional clowns for thinking childbirth is hard (laughs) or painful. And also, obviously, women don't have teeth either, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Dane Miller. Uh, And I'm Miles Bang. And we have been your fuck buddies. 